2: Since 1993, Copenhagen Modern Furniture has showcased Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories. Now at Copenhagen, get up to $1,500 credit to be used towards additional stressless seating or save $500 off a signature base recliner in Ottoman for more ways to save. Shop online at copenhagenliving.com or visit our showroom on Breaker Lane. Copenhagen Modern Furniture. Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary.
3: Welcome to I Love You So Much, the podcast about the people, places, and things we love about Austin. Our podcast is from the future staff at the Austin American Statesman, and we're sponsored by Copenhagen Furniture. I'm Deborah Sangupta Stith, and this week's episode is all about the babes. We check in with Jane Claire Hervey, Sochi Solis, and Natalia Rocafuerte from the powerhouse collective Boss Babes ATX as they gear up for the fourth annual Babes Fest designed to amplify the voices of female and non-binary creatives the festival is set to go down september 6th through 8th it includes film screenings art installations panel discussions and a music showcase the babes give us the lowdown on how the event grew out of their year-round networking and artist development programs cool babes showcasing at the fest and a free pool party for the babe curious who aren't quite ready to commit to the full festival experience We are here today with three ladies from Boss Babes ATX talking about the upcoming Babes Fest, and uh, we would love to have you guys go around and tell us a little bit about who you are and just a little bit about how Babes Fest came into existence and what your role is in the in the production.
4: Yeah, so uh, my name is Jane Jane Claire Hervey. Uh, I'm an artist and creative producer. Founded Boss Babes ATX in 2015 and Babes Fest shortly thereafter in 2016. So I can speak a bit more to how the festival came to be and what it looks like now. The festival started in a warehouse in during South by Southwest in 2016 where the electricity was shorting the entire time, and we featured 20-plus artists. So it's grown significantly since then. This year, the festival has... Um, I think 60 to 75 people on the lineup, uh, spanning music, comedy, film, art, education, and the whole reason for the season, the whole reason that we put Babes Fest on um, is because there aren't very many places where women and non-binary folks can share their art in a way that also creates community and sees them beyond that gender lens. Um, Oftentimes, uh, festival lineups... The gender diversity, it's like 80-20. Nationally, I think the statistic right now is like 17% of festivals have at least 20% uh, women or non-male people on the lineup, which is very, very low. Um, or did I get that stat right? I don't know. I don't know. It just came out of my mouth. But that's how the festival uh, came to be. It's a response to the lack of representation for women and non-binary people across music festivals, film festivals, comedy festivals in the U.S. and around the globe. And it serves as a space to share and to learn and to listen and to have a really good time. So that's how I got involved. I started it
3: back in back in the day, three years ago. Yeah, and it's grown a lot since then, and these wonderful women have come on. Can you tell us a little bit about what you guys do with the festival? Yeah, um, my name is Natalia Rocafuerte, and
1: I work as the production coordinator for Boss Babes, ATX, and um, working as a producer for the film portion of Babes Fest, as well as the market. And I actually got involved with Babes Fest because I was an exhibiting artist last year, and... Just kind of like, you know, how some people see the Grateful Dead and then follow them around across the country. I was just like, I need to be involved with everything that this festival is and um, the production behind it, which is Boss Babes. Um, So that's basically, yeah, kind of how I got involved. I just loved being part of the festival and I'm really excited being um, on the other side this year, being a producer and helping other non-binary artists as well as women artists. Um, Yeah, just show their work to our community and kind of get, you know, uh, people behind them and supporting them and seeing their work and their experiences.
3: Fabulous. And Sochi, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And
0: Sure. Uh, my name is Sochi Solis. I am a visual artist and community organizer here in Austin, born and bred. Um, I've been part of uh, Boss Babes ATX for the last uh, two years, like officially on their programming committee Uh, This year, I'm also on the board of the committee, and because I have a lot of experience from my previous life as an arts administrator, um, I really enjoy being behind the scenes and helping produce uh, great events like Babes Fest, so um, happy to be helping produce um, the music lineup, the music showcase, and also um, our wrap-up daytime event, um, The Hang, which is going to be over at Big Medium, which is very close to the boss babes atx headquarters so that's kind of like we're going to bring it back home and have a space for um, some low-key music and conversation and tacos um, to take in the festival but yeah it's um it's wonderful to be behind the scenes because we get to directly interact with a lot of artists as jane sort of um you know laid out uh that don't get to be to share community space all together they're sort of like um, you know, real spotty in other people's lineups. But here, um, especially as the as the festival progresses, there's like a strength that people don't have to worry about certain things that are usually on the forefront of their mind as artists um, coming into the festival space. Um, I love when I can, um, I'm going through the writers and working on advance information now for all of our artists in the festival for the music showcase. And I love reading writers where um, they're dictating, you know, women identifying sound engineers or male, you know, male loving or loving males that, you know, are, you know, just like really like that's the third line of their of their needs. And having that be met, I think, by us three as producers with like no problem, like we can totally do that. Um, so. So, yeah, that's my role this year.
3: That's fabulous. So the, the festival has evolved. This is year four for you. Is that correct?
4: Yeah, this is year four. So like I said, we started off in a warehouse with limited AC and the electricity spotting on and off. And now we've got four days of incredible programming. Last year, we had about 1500 attendees. This year, we're expecting around that number, maybe a bit more. So it's expanded a lot over the last four years. Uh, and I think with that, too, just our production prowess, which is I'm really excited to be working with Zochi and Nathalia. Zochi worked last year as a production lead. This is Nathalia's first year. Last year, she exhibited in the festival. And it's very exciting because I think our artistic and production abilities are all coming into play, too. So I feel like I, we've grown along right? with yeah. the festival yeah. as
1: well,
3: yeah. <laughs> and so, can let's let's just break it down a little bit about what happens at Babes Fest because there's a film showcase, there's a music folk showcase, but there's also some meetups and other kind of stuff. So talk talk a little bit about what that what every what all happens at Babes Fest.
4: Yeah. Well, so the festival started as just a one day showcase, and I think the gaps that I recognized in that in the beginning in 2016 was that it's a missed opportunity to get so many different emerging artists together and to not have a space where different different work can be showcased in a way that amplifies that work and then also not have a space where people can sit down and share resources and talk and get to know each other a little bit more. So one thing I'll say that is incredibly different this year for the festival than all years previous is that beyond us having individual showcases for different types of art, um, having conversations and panels around what it means to make music as a a woman or a non-binary person in the industry, or what it, may, what it means to have a creative career, right? How do you carve that out if you're emerging? Um, we've also really dug deep into artist development. Um, and Sochi can speak to this as well because I think it carries the ethos of Boss Waves ATX's residency program. Is We're really interested in using this festival as a tool to connect people. Um, not just attendees, but the artists who are behind it. And I think any artist who has been in a festival... It's difficult to connect with the other people on the lineup if there isn't space built into the program for it. It's also difficult, too, to walk into the space confident in your abilities and in the art that you're showcasing if you already have this, like, lens of intimidation. So we just want to rip it all down. (laughs) Um, Leading up, since we booked all the artists in May, April, there's been multiple opportunities for the artists to get together. We do a photo shoot. There's screenings they can attend together. There's... Um, right now we've got, we had an AR workshop an augmented reality workshop. Um, that's just part of the whole ethos of the festival. So yeah, it's a four day fest with tons of showcases, but then beyond that, there's all this exciting stuff that happens leading up to it where we're, you know, really trying to get attendees and artists in the same room to talk one-on-one and to learn things together. Um, and, and Natalia, you yeah. can probably talk yeah, about the I Augmented Reality Workshop and how that went and just what that kind of means within the festival.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think you're, like, describing perfectly what, what's so special about this festival is that, and we were just talking about this, how it's, uh, it's really artist-based. So we have a lot of activation for the artists to interact and skill share. We just had an AR workshop with Allie Jackson, who uh, exhibited last year at Babes Fest and is a Boss Babes residency artist. But, um, yeah, at that workshop, basically, she skilled shared how she learned how to make AR filters for Snapchat, and now she's been hired multiple times by Snapchat to create these kind of augmented reality spaces. And it was really kind of wonderful to see a lot of the artists who are going to be part of Babes Fest this year just kind of geeking out and being part of this workshop and getting ready uh amped up for september for the actual festival um and then when it comes around to the actual festival where we have a hang before the film showcase and then we have the film night and then we have music and um, we have all these different events uh, the artists are kind of already you know they already kind of know each other they're already more acquainted with each other so it also allows them to speak to the attendees to kind of hang out with people and there's a lot of people who attend the festival who want to be artists or don't know how to get started or want to find that collective or find people to to make work with so it's just a perfect place you know it's kind of the perfect storm where we're kind of also planning and we're getting everything ready for the artists and then if they feel good then I feel like the festival just feels good and everyone's just kind of Yeah, just skill sharing and nerding out over art and
3: yeah. What was the highlight for you as an artist last year?
1: Uh, It definitely was, I think the festival as a whole, but of course like the night that I exhibited. (laughs) (laughs) I was just kind of like, you know, over the moon because it felt like I was being, uh, you know, people were there authentically to admire the work that I had put into it. People were also there to share their work. And so it was just kind of a, community event it almost felt like it like it's not like your typical art happening where you show up and it kind of feels like oh I don't know anyone and um obviously everyone here is much more important or you know well read than me it was definitely just more of a low-key kind of event and but it still I still felt really like respected I felt really like um yeah heard and seen and uh, it was just yeah I, I think it was just amazing for me so that's why this year I want to be I want to help promote that for other artists um, since it's a lot of uh, up and coming artists who are part of the festival too. And yeah, I mean, even in the film showcase, we have films that we're screening this year from people who attended last year and we're just so inspired and we're like, we could
3: do that, you know? Right, right. What uh, sets Boss Babes apart as an arts, uh, how, what, is, what sets this event apart to you, Sochi, as as somebody who's done a lot of different arts events?
0: Well, I think to echo what Jane uh, mentioned, um, annually, um, and this, I think, is our strongest year, um, we focus on working with artists, local and regional artists in a program that we call the residency. Um, And so we've been having, um, we we commit ourselves and invest in um, 14 artists annually um, that work in music, um, DJing specifically, um, and also in the visual arts or some sort of blurred intersection of the two kind of worlds. Um, and we commit to them in, in the fact that they're always like woven into the thread of our programming throughout the year. So wherever we have the resources, being a, a 501c3, which this year we are fully, this whole year um, for the first time, Uh, We really, you know, have a limited amount of money, but the money that we have as an organization, um, you know, we wanted to commit to these artists in a real tangible way um, that was ongoing, had longevity, had like real consequence, I think, to their practice over time. Because as Natalia mentioned, um, Ali, who did the AR uh, workshop and he's, he's really reoccurring in our programming, was a residency artist last year. Um, And we really invested so much in her and have her to have her come back and be able to skill share. I mean, that's like the story that we want to create. That's the narrative that our organization as a whole wants to create. But these residency artists um, are going to be a part of the Babes Fest. That's kind of the culmination of their year long residence with us. Um, We've been doing a residency the first Thursday of every month this summer at the Lion Hotel, which is also a venue for Babes Fest. Um, So we have a pool party um, the first Thursday of the month. Um, We'll be having our our final one and the kind of wrap-up of the residency that then dovetails into Babes Fest um, in September. Um, But we've paired a DJ with a visual artist um, that, you know, has set up photo booths, that has set up um, projection on the walls of the hotel. Um, and we, we just have like a low key um, opportunity to gather and, and share space together and, and get to know each other. Because I think also echoing Jane, I think, you know, that's also what we've built in a lot more in this fourth year of Babes Fest is like opportunities for people to have conversations that's not necessarily dictated or programmed by us as producers. Like we want that to take on an organic and, and natural process because ideas are exchanged um, without having to be, um, have like a formal format necessarily. And I think those are when the most um, exciting and um, those unexpected exchanges happen. Um, and then years later, artists come back and we're like, oh, we met, we met at this thing. And then, you know, um, now we're doing the X, Y, and Z. Um, that's, I think, those success stories that we really like. So uh, I really find the fourth year to be really exciting because we do have... Um, these artists that we have committed to over the year to be a big part of it um, to be um, setting up installations for our stages to um, uh, uh, be on panels to talk about their practice in a in a more sort of professional development kind of capacity
3: fabulous so what uh what should what are you guys looking forward to what are some of the highlights of the programming that you've put out for us talk to me about the film festival what's going on there
1: yeah, uh, so for the film festival, we uh, will be having three rooms with uh, about 30 to 45 minutes loops of submissions for the festival, as well as uh, curated uh, you know, films by Antonette Mosando, who is a wonderful artist in the Austin community and is part of Brown State of Mind. Um, specifically, she's screening her Untapped series, which is a series of mini documentaries of basically untapped talent within the Austin community, centering around uh, Black and Brown artists, and we also will have another room screening with uh, that will be curated by Jenny K. That's experimental video works. Uh, Jenny Kay is part of a local um, film collective called Hyperreal Film Club, um, and they you know screen experimental and non-conventional not just films, but formats of films. Um, so we're really excited about that, as well as all the submissions to the festival that we have, including works by people who attended last year and were just so inspired or met someone at the festival, and now that they have a little short film to show within our um, festival. And we'll be also be having a panel in the main room, as well as some screenings of Jenny Kay's work. And we have uh, Fem Frontera, that is a... Film Showcase, about six films, and they're documentaries from borders, um, specifically starting out with the U.S.-Mexican border, but um, also just a conversation and a dialogue about borders around the world. Um, So, yeah, there's a good mixture of documentary um, narratives, but also experimental uh, works, so there's just a little bit for everyone um, as well as like installation work. Uh, but yeah, that's just the film night. Right. Um,
3: and- <laughs> yeah. Is there some uh, discussion uh, around these films as well as just the screenings?
1: Yes. So we'll actually be starting off the night around... Uh, films. Uh, the film portion of Babes Fest starts around 7. And right off the bat, like around 7.30, we're going to be starting off with panel discussion that will be including a lot of the filmmakers within the festival. And that way they can kind of share... Uh, just how they, they created the film or what inspires them um, because a lot of the discussions we'll have in the panel are really for people to kind of understand how someone else did it and really see themselves in that and be able to share their story um, so yeah we'll, we'll start off with panels and then we'll have yeah screenings all night up until midnight or so so Fabulous. there's plenty of time <laughs>
3: And um, so how about then, so that's day one, that's is that right? One. That's yes, just day one. <laughs> yeah, that's just day that's one. Just day one. <laughs> so what happens on day two?
4: Yeah, so I can launch in. Well, so uh, day two during the day, we'll have panels and discussions at the Line Hotel spanning um, making a career in music, making a career in creative media. Uh, we'll also have a DJing workshop. You know, how can you set up your own turntables and develop your own um, DJing practice and then we've got a movement workshop with Lily Shepard. Uh, she's an incredible movement instructor and dancer based here in Austin and used to dance with Beyonce. And I always put that out there <laughs> because she never hypes it herself. So I'm putting it out in the world for you, Lily. Anyway, so I'm very excited about all of that panel programming. And I think that's coming off of the film showcase from the mm-hmm. night before, you um, That's why we have a day of discussions during the festival is that there's a lot to say. I think after consuming so many different stories the night before, uh, we've recognized that our attendees are moving to the next day wanting to talk about, well, what does it look like to make a film? What does it look like to be, you know, this artist that's been profiled in a documentary? I think that's what's cool, too, about the film night in general is that it is this mix of different film genres and the stories that you hear, I mean, some of them are so hyper local to Austin that if you're attending as a community member, you learn so much about spaces and places that you maybe have never even considered. And so people are excited to talk about that and to talk about what that means to creative work the next day. So we have that entire day reserved for panels and that will be in the Lyon Hotel Ballroom on September 7th. And then while that's going on, uh, we'll have a market that's actually open to the public, even if people don't have tickets. And that's based on our crafter market program, which we do at Boss Daves ATX um, in the spring and fall. But it's makers and uh, women-owned businesses, LGBTQ plus-owned businesses that are showcasing their contemporary work. So this is actually a very curated selection of the artists and businesses we work year round that are um, doing something in like experimental art or are making making work that's a bit more contemporary and has kind of a story and a narrative. Uh, So we're excited about that too. And then we dovetail that day into the music showcase. And uh, Sochi, you can speak a bit to what that looks like.
0: So that evening, um, after, after the market and panels at eight, the doors open at the north door. And we have a whole night of, of music ranging from hip hop, space rock. Um, we have Jess Garland out of Dallas, who is an experimental harpist. Um, we have, you know, <laughs> a lot of diversity in the music that we'll be showcasing that night. Um, we'll be utilizing the front room and um, the back area, too, for uh, DJ Shawnee. We'll be DJing the first couple of hours of the music showcase to get everyone warmed up. And she's amazing. She's also one of our residency 2019 artists. Um, so, again, like weaving that back in. Um, we'll we'll have visuals, a live VJ, live animations happening. Um, And the projection screen there. And if you haven't been to North Door, like my favorite thing is about this immersive experience because the projection screen is, I think, 25 feet. And it's huge and beautiful. And the lighting that comes off of that. Um, So we have acts, um, you know, local and regional to Texas. Um, And then our headlining act is uh, Madam Gandhi, um, who's an artist and an activist. Um, She was out here for South by um, With us, a few, she actually played the first festival. Did, in 2016.
4: yeah. Did she? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we're really excited to have her um, and Belladonna's emceeing, yeah. which if the any, whole night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Belladonna is this incredible emerging artist here in Austin. She's a rapper. She's a performance artist. She's a DJ, like the most electrifying personality I've ever seen <laughs> yeah. on stage. And we just confirmed that she'll be emceeing all day and then yeah. DJing too. So. That's there's exciting. not going to
0: be um you know a lagging moment i think not that, at all so, <laughs> so definitely totally like a get a get a little rest in after the <laughs> panels in the market um before the night because it's going to be jam-packed and you're going to meet a lot of artists that you probably n- never heard of or certainly you've never heard of under the same roof and on the same stage um so
3: yeah this all sounds amazing. <laughs> and so if you buy the three-day pass, you have to buy the three-day pass to get to The Hang the next yeah. day, right?
4: Well, and the reason we do that is because we, we've we recognized that if you attend all of the events in the festival, I mean, we want it to be affordable, and uh, that's why we offer three-day passes. And affordable. Yeah, it is very affordable. <laughs> and that's why we also have individual days, though. So like if you could, if you only want to see one thing, you don't have to buy a ticket to the whole thing. But we've recognized that people who go through the entire festival need... Some time to like decompress and talk with people who've shared the experience. And I don't mean decompress in like a, oh, it was so crazy and stressful, but more so just like, wow, I can't believe I just saw that. What am I going to? do this next (laughs) year in response to having this incredible experience with people and we did that last year for the first time and it was a cool all the artists are invited to the hang which is why you have to have a three-day pass to go because we have to limit capacity because all the artists come and they share their experiences and um, so many collaborations come out of that final day because people have had a chance to get to know each other
3: but yeah so Boss Babes, uh originally kind of started this as this networking collective and it's blown into this huge thing. For you, Jane, what is the most rewarding thing about the way this has all unfolded?
4: Yeah, well, I mean, the intention of starting the organization was to connect people um, and to connect people in a way that, one, I think challenges a lot of the narratives that we see about gender and race and socioeconomic status Um, In our day to day as people making creative work, you know, just this idea that like you can be an emerging DIY artist and you should make things or you can have a corporate job um, and have a side hustle or if you're a small business owner and you identify as a woman, you deserve support. You deserve to have people come and purchase things from you. You know, I think the, all none of those ideas are radical. But that was the initial purpose, right? Was to connect people who were invested in that and interested in supporting each other and interested in doing that in a way that, um, that really amplifies gender equality. So I think that's the most rewarding part of being here now and having, um, you know, Babes Fest as our annual arts festival. It's more than an arts festival, though. I mean... It is a showcase of so many different people we work with throughout the year and new artists that that came through our submissions because we do submissions now. But it feels, I mean, I call it an annual convening of minds because it does feel like an annual convening of minds. It feels like a check-in point um, to reflect on what we've been doing as an organization in the creative space and carrying all the lessons we learned from the festival into our other programs. I mean, for me as a producer – I mean, starting this nonprofit and just doing the meetups in the beginning, I had no idea that we would be here at all and was not prepared. Yet here we are, right? And I make, you know, I make my own music and stuff on the side and I'm producing it full time, which is just a testament to what we stand for. You can do it, you know, and you might not think you can, but there are other people who are doing it too. and. That's what's cool about the festival to me and just being in this moment um, this year with the festival as well. And the hype has been, I think, unmatched and uh, recognizing that part of the way this organization has grown is that we've really created a stand culture. And for anybody listening who doesn't know what being a stand is, but it's just like it's writing for people. It's really giving, you know, giving a damn i don't know if i can say that on the radio yeah giving a damn um about people that live next to you or in the same region and putting on texas artists i mean yes we're here to put on um artists through a particular identity lens but i think beyond that i mean we're we're riding for texas we're we're saying there are, there are dynamic artists coming out of this state that deserve support that deserve help that deserve recognition and that's what's so exciting to me is to like be on year four of this thing and and to see all the people who return to the festival all of the people who come and know every single thing there is to know about every single artist on the lineup I mean that is sometimes (laughs) that just blows my mind like it blows my mind that people research our artists and when they come to the festival they're like I need to talk to so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. <laughs> I have these questions for her, her, and her. And uh, that's that's just exciting. And I love that we get to be this festival now where, uh, I mean, I think this is like new with our artists this year, but the artists that we've been working with, and Sochi and Natalia, I'm sure you've seen this too, there's a real excitement to be seen and to be heard within the festival. And for many, this is the first, this is the first festival that they're ever playing. And... That's not because they're novice. That's not because they're emerging. It's because there aren't other opportunities in place where they have platforms that can showcase their talent. And that's very exciting to me that we get to put a stake in the ground and say, these people make quality work, book them.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Like Amazing. that's exciting to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amen. So if people uh, if people want to know more about BabesFest, uh, babesfest.org, is that the Yeah, site?
4: babesfest.org. I highly suggest reading all of the blog interviews. Nathalie has been working with our committee at Bossers yeah. ATX to get those up.
1: Yeah. And also, if you're, for some reason, you're on the fence about coming <laughs> to BabesFest on September 4th at the Line Hotel. September we'll, 5th. September 5th? <laughs> yeah. At September 5th. Uh, at the Line Hotel, we'll be having a pool party it's where free. you can, it's free, you'll Ballet meet free. artists. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, all the artists will be there. All of the Babes Fest uh, production will be there and you can purchase your ticket there and kind of meet some of the people that will be there. So I think that's a good pre-game pre night to yeah. kind of go check it out. Too. It's like a free trial.
0: Yeah. yeah. Free trial by the pool, <laughs> bring your swimsuit. Yeah. It's low stakes. All bodies welcome. Totally. Free ballet And it's a swanky pool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, makes you, it definitely <laughs> makes you feel elevated. Um, you know, we're happy to have them as partners for this year too. And throughout the summer when we've been having these residency parties, but yeah, it's, it's very chill. So don't, don't feel intimidated. It's the free trial. Yeah. <laughs>
4: and I'm, I'm actually already going to put this out there because we get this question all the time, but all genders are welcome at Babes course. Fest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Babe. And I think that, I just, I just want to drive that home because if you're, if you're, if you identify as a man and you're listening to this and you're like. Oh, should I? Am I not allowed to come out and support? That is not the answer. That is not (laughs) true. Um, We need support from everyone in order to change these statistics. And that statistic I said earlier is very dire, but it's very real. Um, Oh, one more thing I'm excited about with Basefest is that we're bringing in uh, Margaret Galton, a talent buyer from ACL, um, because ACL is actually the most gender diverse lineup in the nation right now. The current ACL lineup for this fall and I find that very exciting too to be able to talk about that at the festival and to have conversation and dialogue between a DIY festival and a really large festival like that about what that kind of you know concerted effort and support looks like so if you're interested in that if you're like dang I really love a really diverse lineup I want to come out and support that it does start by supporting DIY festivals like ours because we work with artists that will eventually be on those stages and they need support now so they keep doing the work that they do so
3: yeah all babes welcome all genders welcome wonderful thank you so much ladies for coming in and hanging out with us. yeah Thank 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 you hope
4: to see you there
3: That's our show. Thanks for listening. And thanks to our sponsor, Copenhagen Furniture. Check out the Austin 360 Instagram and Facebook for more about life in Austin and talk to us on Twitter at LoveAustin360. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other people find our podcast. I love you so much. The Austin 360 podcast is a production of the feature staff at the Austin American Statesman. This episode was produced by Alyssa Vidalas. Our theme music is from the local band Hardproof, which you should definitely check out at hardproofmusic.com. You can find everything you'd ever want to know about this show and its contributors at austin360.com loveaustin360. And if you want to pitch an idea for the show or give us feedback, shoot us a note at loveaustin360 at statesman.com. We couldn't do this show without you, dear listeners, and we can't thank you enough for lending us your ears, your comments, and your pool party jams. Until next week, we'll see you out in the streets embracing your inner babe.
2: Since 1993, Copenhagen Modern Furniture has showcased Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories. Now at Copenhagen, get up to $1,500 credit to be used towards additional stressless seating or save $500 off a signature base recliner in Ottoman. For more ways to save, shop online at copenhagenliving.com or visit our showroom on Breaker Lane. Copenhagen Modern Furniture, Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary. Just
0: going to run this dog
3: to see if we can find any type of uh,
0: human remains that are left.
1: Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan from the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula.